0: I'm Mandy And I'm Jessica. And this is The Coop. You're listening to The Coop Homeschool Podcast. This is your podcast for community, humility, and joyful fun in homeschooling.
1: This is Episode 74, Charter Schools. Today, we're talking about charter schools. Ooh. We're going to provide an overview of what charter schools are, the many types of charter schools, and then the pros and cons for homeschoolers enrolling the in charter schools. The pros and cons. The pros and
0: cons.
1: cons. <laughs> yes, it's very fancy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but before we dive in, let's
0: get some scoop on the coop, Mandy. Okay, so it's Chinese New Year. Yes. And although my kids were sick for our co-op event, which sounded amazing, um, we did still celebrate Chinese yeah. New Year the uh, on the actual first day of Chinese right. New Year, February uh, 1st. first. Mm-hmm. And but it was so cool because our co-op was doing it, even though we didn't go. We. Um, we read the book. She said to read, which was "Where the Mountain uh, Meets the Moon." We did yeah. a read aloud uh, audio book of that, That's and so they were at cool. the swings listening to it. But they were entranced by it. Yeah, but they would go in two-hour sessions. Right. It was great. So
1: what the book did? Sorry. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, real quick. You should. But it was a, a story. It was a fictional story mm-hmm. of this little girl who's going on this adventure, and she basically
0: encounters all these different Chinese folk tales. Yeah. And all so it was a neat, yeah, it was yeah. a neat telling of folk tales, and I think the kids could be actually more interested in it because Mm -hmm. it was like a change, like a new story every so often. Right. And it was so funny. I was listening to my son be like, I hear a story coming. (laughs) He could hear the foreshadowing. Yeah. So, um, and then we read this book called, uh, like Nian the Dragon and learned about the legend of uh, this warrior or monk that fought the beast or the dragon and and the new year. And um, we, uh, watched uh uh the girl in the moon i think it's called mm-hmm. and uh wish dragon wish dragon is hilarious like That's awesome. uh, marcus even laughed out loud because it looked like two dragons were french kissing oh my goodness because the people in the dragons their feet were doing like kung fu fighting It's so hilarious <laughs> the kids didn't notice it of course but oh marcus Mar- is like oh my goodness that's awesome. Yeah. And then, did you know that the Olympics just started? Yes. And yeah. um, so we're, I don't know, a couple weeks away right. from this right. now. But as as we're doing this. Um, and um, and it's in China. Yep. So it, it, it's just like a full circle. Yeah. It was a good time to do our co-op to inspire learning about China more than we would have. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, and our one of the person who led that co- co-op, she's Chinese and yeah. and knew everything about it. And I watched from afar on Instagram stories with FOMO all the wonderful things that you guys got to do. Yeah, and you know, if really someone a has the sniffles. You can't go anywhere these days. So nope. <laughs> yeah, it was a good day. But yeah, no, I loved getting to do that. So it was really cool.
1: Awesome. Nope. Um, well, my scoop is um, that my new four-year-old. Um, you know, every once in a while I get this little pang of guilt about not doing anything oh, yeah. formal with him. And I didn't really with Sophia either, but there was definitely more totally one-on-one intention. time yeah. and intention. Um, but now that he likes to sit with our learning, which I shared a few scoops ago, um, <laughs> he is getting really interested in like his reading and his letters And doing things like that, like he asks for things to do now, and he likes his letter books, and every once in a while he'll just sing his ABCs, and then in our Mm -hmm. music class, he has to sing the letter sounds, A, B, Uh D, uh, F. And so it's just really cute. It sounds like obscene. I know it does. <laughs> but it's really hilarious. Once you've got it down, yeah, yeah. it's good. But when you first hear it the first time, you're like, what is happening? Like, yeah. your brain gets all mixed up. But he can do it now. Aww. And so it's just really neat. And, you know, he likes learning all the, the
0: sign language letters. Do you love it when class. they combine? So they're mm-hmm. combining... Um, Reading phonics basically with yeah. sign language and music. Do you yeah. love it when things can just be naturally comba- combined, totally and, bound? and it's fun? <laughs> and there's no
1: pressure; like it's not a forced thing. He loves going to his music class. It's only thirty minutes, and then we have the joy of listening to the CD in the car. And my daughter went through that program, so it's funny for her to listen to it. She's like, "Oh my gosh, I remember that!" You know? Yeah, and this is through Let's Play Music. Yes, right? yeah. yeah, it's their Mommy and Me program. Their sounds, Sound Beginnings, mm-hmm. um, but. He really has such a good foundation, and so then he knows all of his letters. And so at the end of the day, I sit there and go, oh, preschool, done. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's got so much more to learn, but he's definitely getting that foundation because he's actually immersed in what mm-hmm. we're doing. And so I just wanted to share that. Yeah. It's just neat to watch him and to see what he knows, and he recognizes things on pages, and he knows, what, oh, his newest one is Rhyming.
0: Oh, he, cute. That's fun. Yesterday, out of nowhere, he was yeah. like,
1: Mom, birth and earth, earth rhyme. And I was like, why did you even think of those two words? Like, it was out so of he context. might be a language person, too. He might be. And so it's just really neat because he has a pretty clear grasp of yeah. what a rhyme is. Yeah. And then to come up with those words that I don't think anybody had said conversationally or otherwise in a while. Yeah. Birth. Yeah. I mean, I guess it was a sister's birthday, so I guess I... Oh, yeah. Well, it's fine. But birth on earth? Yeah, it's really good. Good job, Aguilene. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my scoop. Um, All right. You ready to dive in? Let's do it. Okay. So I wanted to start by discussing what a charter school is and explaining the different types. Because I think this is where a lot of people mean one thing when they say charter
0: school, while there's really a bigger... Well, people don't even know what they are. <laughs> like, right. like they, they know they exist, they know they're called a charter school, but they don't even know how they're connected Right. or not connected. Right. So I wanted to dive into that, yeah. discuss the types, and then we're
1: going to focus on one specific type of charter school and provide our pros and cons. Awesome. Yes. So a charter school is a school that has been thought up by an administrator or a principal or a supervisor who creates a board. It needs to be run by a board. And then it gets authorization through a school district. And then it gets approved to become a publicly funded school. So it's a public school. Exactly. So it's a public school and it receives public funding. Charter schools are not in their definition, private schools, mm-hmm. but they do not have to operate using the same laws, rules and regulations that the government
0: run public school system does. Yeah. Why, why isn't every school then just a charter school? You right. know, like then they would all have autonomy. Right. Yeah, but that's not the
1: way it is. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, and in fact, there's a lot of people who work against the charter schools because they have shown some success, which I'll talk about more in a minute. Um, And so they don't want them as competition. Mm -hmm. Why
0: is education competition first of all? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Issue number one: More people want to go to a charter school, then the teachers can go there, right? And maybe they're doing something that's better. Yeah. And And then you can learn from it and adopt it into the the chain of schools. Right. Mm -hmm. So as of now, charter schools operate
1: completely separately than the public schools. Um, And uh, 45 states in the country have charter laws. So it allows for certain types of charter schools. Now, each state allows for different types. And I couldn't find information on the literal types of charters Mm -hmm. because I think... It's anything that it's will be approved by each, the authorizer. Yeah,
0: it's probably yeah, yeah unique to each charter of right. what they're what they're offering. Right, and then you have to stick to it once it gets approved. Right, so the charter is basically its list of of rules and regulations that they're going to mm-hmm. follow in order to receive their authorization and therefore their public funding. And then probably the school district then determines can that fit? Can we can we authorize something like that? Can we, we oversee o- something like that? Right. To, is that going to compete with us? Is it a problem? Yeah. And yeah. And, then, and then that's why certain charters can do certain things and certain charters cannot do certain right. things. Um, and so each state is going to allow for
1: different types of charters mm-hmm. or they might not allow for them. So mm. it's going to vary state by state. Of course, we know more about California because mm-hmm. that's where we are. So in a minute, we're going to transition more into specifically a type that exists here. But I just wanted to throw that out there. So charter schools exist. Uh, around the country and in fact um there are over 3.3 million students enrolled in
0: charter schools that's amazing that's a pretty that's a pretty good yeah. percentage yeah
1: um, and in total there's um just a little over 7,500 charter schools throughout the country cool so that's pretty cool yeah um, um so we're going to go into the types of charter schools um, as I said, it all depends on the authorization that they get based on both state law and um, the authorizing school district. Um, so, some many charter schools are typical brick and mortar schools. You know, they they have their eight to three on campus hours. Mm-hmm. Students have to enroll and show up
0: every day, and that type of thing. There's and they my just have, like, maybe a focus, because I remember doing Something my focused. counseling internship in Vista, and they had a music yeah. or performing art. Yeah. yeah. But everyone was there who yeah. wanted to be into uh, visual and performing arts. Yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was a neat school. Um, okay. Yes, so some charter
1: schools have a specific focus mm-hmm. or, you know, an arts focus. Some are just trying to provide an alternative, mm-hmm. and they do things differently. Their classroom style is different, so the teacher may approach learning differently than focusing on testing for instance mm-hmm. and so they are more focused on well-rounded education you know the um, the format of class is probably different mm-hmm. or they allow for more mm-hmm. opportunity
0: for arts and movement to incorporate mm-hmm. learning they have like I, well, lot the elementary school I was at they had um, Like, the kids actually had electives in their elementary school day. Mm -hmm.
1: And then um, some of the schools in New York, for instance, are highly academic, and they're very successful in what they do. They're in the inner city, so Mm -hmm. they're taking this population that is not doing well in the traditional government public schools. They come to the charter school, and they are suddenly having success. But I think that's because the format of class is different, different. Mm -hmm. you know... um, there's a lot of studies saying incorporating music and arts, um, not incorporating, but actually integrating them. Yeah, so when yeah. you learn both subjects at the same time, it is better all around and mm-hmm. you get higher results. So many charter schools are doing that um, or just finding alternatives that work mm-hmm. or finding ways to reach the children they actually have. Mm-hmm instead of trying to make the children into what they want. Right, right. Yeah. So, um. They're a great experiment, too, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah. They are. They're a really great experiment, and um, we'll get there in a second, too. Mm -hmm. But um, I was saying they range from these types of schools that mirror more closely the typical public school. And then they go all the way on the other extreme to fully independent study what we term homeschool charter schools. Yeah. So they allow for an independent study program. Um, they're still publicly funded, so as homeschool charter students who are enrolled through a public school, there's still things you have to do and that kind of thing, but it's all independently mm-hmm. done at home. Mm-hmm. So you do get some level of autonomy which we'll go into. But um, there's another type that's kind of right in the middle, which is a very popular type here in California, which are the hybrid charter schools. So they have a brick and mortar and they offer a few days on campus and then your other days are at home. You could also be fully at home in your curriculum and then attend extracurriculars or electives on campus. So they're kind of a neat little hybrid if you're looking for
0: that, Mm -hmm. but still want Your kids at home more often. Yeah, like if you want more guidance, Mm -hmm. but want that freedom. Yeah, that's the hybrid's perfect match for you. So that's kind
1: of the the full range on each spectrum of Mm -hmm. what a charter school is. But not every state allows for the independent study homeschool Mm -hmm. charters. So if you're somewhere else and you've never heard of one,
0: it's probably why. Mm -hmm. But here in California, um, which is shocking that California actually has such. A wide spectrum right. and allows so much right now, at least. And with doing all of this research actually made me think: Can the state really tell us
1: all, like, tell the homeschool charters and regulate so closely? I don't know. Who are they? Who do they put the pressure on? If they put it on the on the authorizer, authorizer. so then the authorizer as a public school, yeah, they would don't want to lose their, their funding, yeah, because yeah. they have
0: other schools under them. So
1: they're basically using the middleman to bully uh-huh. the homeschool charters yeah. into following basically the public school mm-hmm. model.
0: Because we we have accountability uh, a credit, accountability people come to our school from right. our authorizer, right? To and, check everything, yeah, and then they have. Uh, the ones above them check us out in all their schools right. and then tell them what they need to do differently with us. So yeah. there's like two levels of yeah. accountability. So obviously we
1: are both, um, we have our students enrolled in a homeschool charter down here in Southern California. Mandy was once on the board. Is that what I was,
0: say? yeah. yeah. For um, two
1: years. Exactly. So she does know a lot more about that because a lot of what she helped do was make sure that the school was uh, uh, compliant. Yeah, compliant. Mm-hmm. was on top of their needs and requirements here. Um, but I did want to say that there is an amazing book by Thomas mm-hmm. Sowell. He's an economist, and he's a proponent of charter schools. So he wrote Charter Schools and Their Enemies, which we will link. I'm holding up if you're watching the YouTube. Um, and he shares the success rates of charter schools, and he breaks it down into minute measurements, grade by grade, subject by subject, and shows for charter schools that are set up Almost identical to the public school in the demographically same in the same building. Yeah, exactly. So you're taking away a lot of confounding variables. Exactly. Yeah. So it's basically a level playing field here. The only difference is literally the instruction or the setup of the school, that type of thing. And almost measure for measure, the charter schools are outperforming. The charter school students themselves Mm -hmm. are outperforming their public school counterparts. And it's fascinating. So there's a lot of dense statistical information at the beginning of the book. Yeah, the first two chapters, I feel like. It's all tables and charts. Yeah, I
0: can show you a little page here. And when you listen to it on an audio book... The audiobook? Yeah, it's like line by line. Sixth grade, level one results. And you're like, oh my goodness, he's going to read the whole chart. (laughs) But he talks about two major
1: charter school. Organizations, the KIPP schools and then the hmm. success schools. Um, and so he's, t- he's talking about those ones. And so not every charter school is outperforming every public school. Right, right. It's not across the board. He
0: was looking in New York. He was yeah.
1: specifically looking in New York. And then later through the book, he talks about how some of these programs came out to Los Angeles and how they do really well. And so it's really neat to hear charter school success and mm-hmm. know that even for kids who don't have a lot of choice in their education where these charter schools are might actually
0: be their way of having school choice. Well, yeah. And I mean, I know we're not doing a book review right right now, but what I found fascinating was the differences between charter schools and regular in that teachers do not get tenure in charter schools, but they have tenure in the public school or in the traditional public school. So, and so the unintended consequences of that are sometimes Huge. It was ugly. Yeah.
1: Uh, so Thomas Toll definitely goes into some detail about mm-hmm. some of the ugly side of the way that the public schools are set up, even in how they hire and keep or don't keep their teachers. Mm.
0: And he's not a political figure. He's a... Well, I mean, he's become one, but he's a, a professor at like... He's become politicized, yeah. but he himself is an
1: economist. And yeah. so he's looking at this informationally, statistically, and he's looking for this stuff. But as a black man, he's also looking for the different ways that there can be a positive improvement in, in society well, like
0: for all lower-income yeah. kids. Like you were saying, school choice. Like, that was the way that lower-income kids could have school choice. Right. And and what's sad is the people who seem to care or like to, I don't mean to get political, but like to tout that they care about lower-income people are trying to do away with the very thing that gives lower-income people choice. Right. Exactly. It's It's really
1: maddening. People who have the the money, the time, and the ability to drive their kids to their school of choice Mm Probably are driving them to better schools and with higher private schools, schools that and costs maybe can. private schools, yeah. But when you take away the ability for everybody else to have school choice, that's really not okay. Yeah, it's an elitist society. It becomes competitive education for children, which yeah. is really not benefiting anybody yeah. except for the people who can afford it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, yeah. That's I mean, a
0: different. We've been wanting to do podcasts, a, a book club thing on
1: this for a we while, do, but, but there's so
0: much to unpack,
1: and it's not <laughs> per, per, totally relevant to yeah. homeschooling, other than school choice, which right. is what we're big proponents of. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I want to get back into our pros and cons, and cool. our pros and cons are specifically um, on the independent study homeschool charter.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's what we're enrolled in. Because the question is. Mm-hmm. Should I sign up for a charter right. or should I just private school affidavit it where I, I it's just me? I'm not part of any right. school. Yeah. Basically, you tell the government, I'm not enrolling my children in a school. They will be educated
1: at home under my supervision, mm-hmm. essentially. Every state has different provisions mm-hmm. for that, mm-hmm. but they all 50 states allow for homeschooling privately. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are pros and cons to choosing a charter school, and a lot of these are just going to be – Personal. Yeah. So while we mm-hmm. share these, we are not saying that everyone's going to feel this way. These are literally our pros and cons based on our personal experiences mm-hmm. with the charter school. So yeah. some, someone might see one of my pros as a con. Oh, and totally. vice versa. Yeah, yeah depending so, on what you And mean. even I'm curious to see. Mandy and I have not compared lists yeah. yet. Yeah. So I'm actually That's interested fun. to see if um, we have any differences here. We're so
0: fun. Yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> so... I'll list my. I I went with three, and I can see you have more than three. You know, I always. But you like to dig deep too, yeah. yeah. And whereas I'm like, let's keep it. You yeah, know. You, you're a but zoomer outer. I'm a zoomer yeah. outer. So yeah. these there might be minutia that goes into yeah, each telegram. of mine here. Yeah. So, um, I put for the number one pro of uh, charter schools was educational funds, mm-hmm. and this is after my five years of being enrolled in one. At mm-hmm. this point, for me, that's pretty much the only pro I have left totally. is that they help provide. Um, funding for curriculum, for
0: other things um, that it, I don't have to pay for out of pocket. And that makes it, as of right now, worth the extra things we have to do. It's worth some of the cons yeah. at the moment. Right. Right. You know, to, to yeah. balance out being and they, able to do that, and the one that we're part of gives yeah. probably the most money of right. any I've ever heard of people being part of. I mean, right. and so we we it's a major source of getting to do things. So right. the educational funds basically provide us freedom to pursue interests. Exactly. Whereas other charter schools, if I had joined that, it would it would have just paid for half a year of one kind of lesson, right, and that's it. Right. Or they provide for other things. So not every charter
1: school gives educational funds. Um, They might instead give you the curriculum, Mm -hmm. whereas our educational funds, we don't get any curriculum unless we want it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Educational (laughs) funds, I think, are um, a big one. And I mean, at the end of the day we pay our property taxes that go into mm-hmm. the state, you know, and so it's nice to be a part of the public school system where my child does get that mm-hmm. back, right. You know, and so instead of it going to paying for the brick and mortar, you know, we get it for our curriculum mm-hmm. the same way that the public school children get their curriculum covered. Yeah. So for me, I, I feel like that's a nice pro since I'm already paying into the system. Well,
0: Yeah. And when you're, you don't have two full time parents in the right. home, that's a good way to supplement like, if you were working, the things you could yeah. be doing. Right. And I won't do this
1: with every point, but I will say there's a lot of people who see that as a con by taking money from the government. They feel like they're you know, mm. making a deal with the devil, if you will. Yeah. No, they just say, you know what? You do you, but mm-hmm. I don't want any part yeah. of the government being involved in my home. Yeah. And so I can see that too. And right now I don't feel like that's become a problem, but the more
0: that they try to tell me what to do in my home, which we'll yeah. get to. Well, and the funds there, for those who don't, who are like, what they give you money? Well, oh yeah for every charter school, there's a different way that they do it. like for ours, we don't actually get money no. we we put in requests for activities and lessons and curriculum and then they buy it and they approve it yeah they approve it they review it make sure it fits in all the parameters and then when and then they buy it for us and then it gets delivered to us or we can show up and get the gymnastics because our name is on a list right and nothing belongs to us any Mm -hmm. hard
1: copies of anything belongs to the school. So Mm -hmm. when we leave the school, we are expected
0: to return it. So Mm -hmm. it's not like we're getting a bunch of free things that we get to keep around forever. Although I do wrap them up as presents because I figure in a a few years, they're not going to want them anyways. Those books aren't going to be exciting for them. And so when I go to return them, that's when we would have given them to a thrift store. They're just going back to the school instead. And then other places it's receipt based. So you you show them the receipt and you're hoping they'll reimburse you. But I'm guessing that's going to be
1: going away in California. I don't think they're going to continue to authorize that type of situation uh, just based on the information Mm -hmm. that we've seen and and hear about. Okay. So another pro, and this isn't personal to me, it would be curriculum support. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. I think that it's great for the people who are concerned about homeschooling. They're not sure what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have curriculum support. Um, you have the options available. You know, you have educators who are on staff to help you with these decisions. Mm-hmm. And so that can be a major pro for people. Totes. Um, The next one is an assigned education specialist or a teacher. So every family enrolled in every charter school, Mm -hmm. independent state charter school that I know of, is assigned an educational specialist who you have to check in with and will help you. They're there to also provide you support and then make sure that you're adhering
0: to whatever the charter school requires. Mm -hmm. And they're they're part of a network. So if you have a question they can't answer. Yeah. They can go to their network of teachers and also other homeschool yeah. parents they work with and recommend other curriculum, other lessons, right. other interventions, and things right. like that. And then um, I know that we have a, a large number
1: of teachers who have their Masters mm-hmm. of Ed in our particular charter school. Mm-hmm. And so if that's something that's important to you, um, you know, those things exist, and it's nice mm-hmm. to know that you have that level of support, mm-hmm. but I was just thinking in a general sense, people who are nervous about homeschooling, this could be a major pro for you, Okay, um,
0: but those are my big three that I highlighted. Do you want to do me yeah. to do mine? Okay, so um, I kind of put in some as we went, a, a little, went along, right. and mine are a little more separated out, Right, but... Um, it's also an opportunity where you can find wonderful homeschool friends to join a co-op community. Because sure. I think of our own co-op, and because we are part of the charter, right. and we went to events and educational opportunities. Right. Through this charter school, we made some of our best friends who are make up like half of our co-op. Right. And so, uh, so it's a great opportunity to find community if you're having a hard time doing that, but you still have to put in the effort because the school is not the community. No. If, if you can make the peeps, yeah. You, if you can connect with people and then bring them into your home and bring them into your um, your life. Now you have some homeschool community. Totally. Yeah. And I think- Okay. Another one I have, it, it relates to the experiences because they, a lot of them do have science fairs mm-hmm. and da- like we put on the dance. Yeah. Um, some even have sports. Yeah. And so these are all handled by others. And what's so nice is when you have some things that you can just attend yes. without having to organize yourself right. or plan yourself or coordinate. And so that's, that's something that I think is a big benefit if you can go to the end of the year party and there's bounce houses and it's mm-hmm. like a fair. And that's what our school used to do. Right. And, um, of course we were the organizers. Of yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and, and we did face but, painting and we had cotton candy and then all us, us moms are bonding because yeah. we're the ones getting cotton candy in our hair, you know? Yeah. And, um, so uh, that was another one. Now this is weird because this would normally be a con for me. Right. And it is a con for me, but state testing. Right. And the only reason I say it's a pro is because our kids do need to learn to test, and I, I think because it, even just applying for a um, a receptionist job, yeah. you're going to be tested. You on, take a basic typing. computer skills yeah. test. Yeah. So y- to to understand how to act under stress, under a time limit, um, something completely foreign to you is a right. good skill to have, and to build it in elementary school and junior high, that's a good safe time to do it when it. The scores don't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. And so it's a good time. So I love to sit down. Well, I don't love it, but I appreciate getting to sit down with them and do the pre-test right. and teach them the skills, because that's that's the only time I do that. Sure. I'm not teaching them test-taking skills, because no, I don't, don't give do them it. tests. Yeah. We don't incorporate that into our yeah. actual home education. I don't education. give them grades. Yeah. So, so this is that opportunity to do that. So yeah. that's why I try to see it as. But for others, well... It's a con. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. And then um, uh, special education. So you'll see it listed as SPED services. And so if you have a special needs child, a charter school is a great way to get free special ed services. Some hybrids have brick-and-mortar electives banned, just like you said. And for me, it was foreign language. Like, things you cannot teach yourself, like not teach myself, but teach my kids myself— that was, that was hard because I was like, I can't teach Spanish, but I really want them yeah. to learn Spanish. But I wanted them to learn it in kindergarten. Right. And the, the brick and mortar charter school hybrid did not offer it until third grade. So I was like, well, they're not fulfilling my need anyways. So, yeah. Yeah, so
1: there's always the opportunity for possible electives, and you know, they our school offers some online learning mm-hmm, now too, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool if that's what you're into. Mm-hmm. So they can offer and provide neat things outside of you being alone at your home all the time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so it can be helpful um, for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's switch into cons again. Yeah. Some of these may be duplicative just yeah. because our mm-hmm. lists will, will overlap a little bit. But um, my number one was committing to it here. Uh, to adhere to or follow or acknowledge the state standards. Yeah, absolutely, 500%. (laughs) So that's on me for choosing to enroll in a homeschool charter that's a public school. Mm -hmm. So I think it's been a challenge for me because when we first enrolled, that wasn't the way the charter was set up. Mm -hmm. But it has now evolved into a very standard, uh, focused, testing-focused, charter school. Mm -hmm. So while for the most part, I can do what I want, we still have to check boxes Mm -hmm. and the pressure to check those boxes has gotten greater over the years. And so that's a huge con for me. And that'll probably be the tipping point very soon for me to say, no, thank you. I don't need your funding anymore. It's not worth it for me to not have autonomy over what I teach and mm-hmm. when I teach it and mm-hmm. how I teach it. Mm-hmm. So exactly. that's a huge con. I'm sure that's a huge one for you, too. I mean, that's, too. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the primary eat. con, um, I think, for those of us who are confident homeschoolers mm-hmm. and have a plan of education for our children. And yeah. while if you value the state standards and you want your child to follow them in the order that they go, then there's nothing wrong with that. Totally. But and then making it
0: inter- a huge con. We don't plan to put our kids into traditional Mm -hmm. school, so... If you want your kids to enter back into institutional school, then, right. like, yeah, then thank goodness there's a list right. of They'll standards. They'll matriculate to keep, much yeah. more seamlessly mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they've
1: stayed on the same schedule as the the public schools. Mm-hmm. But if you're not planning to do that, then there's really not a lot of reason to stay on the state standards, totally. in our opinion. And we yeah. have other episodes that cover that totally. more yeah. thoroughly. Um, so I put this as a con, which was I agreeing agree. to the state testing. So. Yeah. In my context, I'm saying that by being a part of the charter school, I'm agreeing to take the, not even the state testing alone, but now I'm saying I'm also going to do your assessment testing three times a year. Just the internal school assessment. And then starting in third grade, take the state testing Mm -hmm. at the end of every year. Mm -hmm.
0: That's a lot of testing. It when is a lot. I'm not even teaching to the standards. Yeah. So what it happens is, which is why I have it as a con as well, mm-hmm. it can get really frustrating for the students who aren't aren't learning the things that are being tested on, and they could know Latin.
1: Yeah. So
0: it just didn't make sense. But, but they test
1: only one way, which is the whole, yeah, you know, yeah. it's the whole... Uh, you know, you have all these different animals standing in front of a tree, and they're all being measured on how well they climb a tree. Oh, right. A fish can't climb a tree.
0: Yeah, So right. once he
1: gets a failing grade,
0: he's yeah. a miserable and animal. And then there's tears, right. there's stress, there's pressure. Right. And you're missing out on, because we won't do other education, like right. it's organized education on that day. Right, it's a lot do it. Yeah. We don't so much
1: love it. Yeah. We just <laughs> don't love being committed to it. It's yeah. one thing to go, oh, sure, I you know what? Let's do it this year, but mm-hmm. we're committing to it. Um, uh, submitting work sample. Yeah, I have that too. <laughs> yeah. So we, as elementary schoolers, uh, our children, we only have to submit one work sample per learning period, yeah, which is per 20 or 21 days. Yeah. Right. So sometimes that's like six School weeks days. because yeah. of holidays. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's really short and it feels mm-hmm. like it's two weeks long and yeah. you're like, again, well, yeah, we just did it. But it's literally one sample. And so if your kids do any kind of worksheet, that's considered a sample yeah. um, but it becomes this thing now where it has to have their name on it and you have to do this and you have to submit it by this date and it has to and then um, we're requested to turn in a certain type of sample so that throughout the year it's well-rounded and that in and of itself isn't a big deal because even if we privately homeschooled
0: we should be keeping our own records yeah <laughs> so those are those are all things that um, kind of take away from the joy of homeschooling so you right. have to decide is the budget big enough that you're getting and the support that you want? Is what you want from the charter school gonna outweigh the the joy suckingness of it? Right on the other side of things, and for me, I'm still in it. Right, so I still super appreciate. I love the people I work with. Right, you know, I love the people work. I love the people I've met through it, and I do like that there are opportunities that I could tap into if I wanted to. Right, and um, and everyone there, like the teachers and stuff, they're there because. They do care about learning. They just all have different ideas. ideas. We were saying all these cons. Right. We did say a lot of pros. Right. They needed the the validating. Yeah. And that's
1: perfect. That's mm-hmm. fine. That's yeah. why it's so amazing to have school choice. If yeah. If come back to that, that. <laughs> it's amazing to have school choice because we all have different needs. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So those are our pros and cons. Take from them what you will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so let's transition into our Coop, Coop Q&A. QA where we answer your questions. If you have a question, you can email us at mamahens at the Coomp Jesse, what's our question? Our question today is What do you use your charter school funds for? So I literally saw this one posted today and I thought it was. It's pertinent and relevant, Mm -hmm. and we didn't dive into it because that's not what this was totally about. Mm -hmm. So I broke it down into the categories. So, again, some charter schools offer educational funds. How they deliver them or allow you to use them vary, but there's a few very standard things that people spend them on, Mm -hmm. and then there's some fun ideas. So the first one is curriculum. Mm -hmm. So if they don't provide you with curriculum but offer you funding, um, for your own curriculum, that's what you're going to be using it on mm-hmm. primarily,
0: unless you're going a full um, faith-based curriculum, which you would have to pay for out-of-pocket. I, yeah, I don't think I spent any money right. on curriculum this year. this year. And then last year, it was, oh, just their math books. Right. And then last year, it was just their math books. Oh, this year, I also spent, yeah, um, but I, I spent it on... Um, Different things, not literal curriculum. Yeah, because yeah, I don't buy a boxed curriculum. Like, I don't right. buy the curriculum that covers all the subjects, so... Right. And I wanted to use most of my stuff on services, and right. then I love buying um, books with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We we bought the new math book.
1: We bought the I E W. Oh yeah, mm mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've and oh, um, yeah, I buy and writing my, and
0: rhetoric right, and well ordered my language. social studies. You're right. Yeah. My I, California I have, history. My Latin. Yeah. So that that's four things right there. Yeah, yeah, but not exclusively. So. And that's cheap though. Like our math yeah. books are like forty bucks, but yeah. writing rhetoric like probably twenty yeah. bucks. So it doesn't add up to much because no, our that's what we love about our school is we have a really nice budget. Yeah, and they try and give us as much money as they can, right. as the state will well, really allow. If we were trying to mimic the public school, mm-hmm. um, the public
1: traditional school. And use the curriculum they're using. That would cost us eleven hundred dollars of our budget. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah, like the out of the box yeah. everything designed mm-hmm. for you to do at home. So wow. that's the thing: is is curriculum can cost a lot. So mm-hmm. it's nice that you have that um, available to you. But for us, you know, we're just doing what we what we want to. Mm-hmm. We supplement it, and we're not breaking the bank on curriculum by right. any means. But it's nice to have that covered. Yeah. Um, and so then there's um, a couple of categories that they break things into, which is Mm -hmm. consumables and the things that you use up during the year. Mm -hmm. So consumables, you know, sticker activity books, especially for the younger kids, you know, Mm -hmm. for alphabet, for coordination, for all the things, puzzles, puzzle books. um, Yeah, I got a a Beatrix Potter puzzle. Right, exactly. Um, Workbooks. um, So for instance my daughter this year's is mastering her multiplication and so I got some extra books like okay. a Harry Potter themed multiplication mm-hmm. book to have. Oh, yeah, we had that the usborn times table book oh, yeah, to just, that. you know, focus mm-hmm. on that kind of thing. So that's really nice, you know, you on books. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're just going to throw them away. The school mm-hmm. doesn't expect those back cuz they presume that you consume them throughout Mm -hmm. the year. And then art supplies are one of our favorite consumables Mm -hmm. because you should be doing that. You should Mm -hmm. have them available at all times Mm -hmm. for the kids. Get that set of watercolors, Mm -hmm. get your crayons, get your colored pencils, Mm -hmm. get a nice set of gel pens, Mm -hmm. you know, get all of that kind of stuff because they're, they're really
0: awesome to have on hand. And those do add up. And yeah. And in, um, and it's good to get the quality stuff. And then right. you can get the, the canvases too. Like we right. got stretched canvases, little ones, big ones. Right. And printer paper.
1: Yep, I was just gonna add that in here. I forgot that one. But yeah. printing supplies. So mm-hmm. not even just the printer paper, mm-hmm. but they will often approve even your ink. So anything and a printer, provide uh-huh. printers. Yeah. So, but that's but not, that's a not consumable. consumable. Yeah. So they'll provide technology. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, anything that you use to enhance your homeschool. Um, that you might use up during the years, a consumable and a great way to spend those funds. It is, yeah, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. Va- very valuable. And so then now you have the non-consumables. So technology, you can get a new laptop, you mm-hmm. can get a printer. Um, you have strict rules for doing that, and a laptop will cost
0: you a pretty penny mm-hmm. of your funds. And they they want to outfit you with technology so your so our kids can right, to support be the learning savvy, yeah, just like everybody else, yeah, mm-hmm. um, and um,
1: books. So mm-hmm. reference books are fantastic. I highly recommend spending your own money on books that you want to keep around mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. Um, but if there's, you know, a book series that you can't find at the library, you don't want to buy cause you don't know if your kid's going to like it. Mm-hmm. It's a great opportunity to test something out and it is educational. And so it's
0: a, not really a wasted mm-hmm. amount of money through your funds. And usually um, your kids only want things for a certain amount of time exactly. anyways. And and so as long as you don't exit the school that year, because right. when you exit the school, you have to give everything back. Yeah, And f- some schools require you give it back at the end of the year. Right. But our school lets us hold on to it as long as we need it, right. which is such a better use of money. Right, because... You don't have to rebuy it every every year. year. Yeah, it's the reference books last forever. And then I have other kids, so now I don't have to buy the teacher manual for the other two kids. I can just buy the student workbook, which frees up more money to spend on other things. It's just more efficient. So the whole turning in at the end of the year is absurd to me. It is, but each school has has to manage it the way they need to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then there's tools. So you can get microscopes, you mm-hmm. can get binoculars. I just got some uh, mic- uh, slides for oh, them to look at. So yeah. I was going to wait to do it when we do like um, diseases. Right. So we got, got the pocket with. microscope. Oh, yeah. um, so that we can take it
1: with us That's on so our cool. vacations yeah, and stuff. It. And so there's no slides, I don't think. It's just one little unit. Mm-hmm. And it's got like this LED light. So I haven't tested it out yeah, yet, yeah, but yeah. How Jake had seen it and told me
0: about it. And I was like, ooh, we'll let yeah. the school buy so it. So what you can do is you go on Amazon and you find yeah. things you want, and then their, their ordering system for at least our school, you can literally just add them to the cart. Right. And then they look at them and prove them, make sure they're educationally enriching for your child. Right. And then they get them for you. So it's not really, it's not hard no. to get these things. No. And
1: then um, maps, globes. Think mm-hmm. about the things that you might put up around your house, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, educational posters. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So if you're doing
0: human body and you want that skeleton on the wall, you know. Yeah. Now, or they, the squishy body. Or I got an apron with uh, all the, I was going to play oh, yeah. pin the mm-hmm. tail on the donkey, but it's, An apron with all the organs. Yeah, Yeah, that's That's super cool. Yeah, so all of that kind of stuff is
1: really awesome. Um, And every charter school will have different rules Mm -hmm. about what they'll approve. And um, as we get into this last category, services and vendors, sometimes the schools now have to have a ratio. They can only approve a certain percentage of your funds going to services versus curriculum. Mm -hmm. So they do Mm want to make sure that a, a good chunk of your money is truly being used for what they consider curriculum, educational stuff. Um, So your services could include PE. You know, you can go to that Taekwondo dojo or Mm -hmm, whatever mm -hmm. it is. And, um, you know, there's some amazing programs out there that offer the ability to try out different sports and rotate Mm -hmm. throughout the year Um, if you're doing volleyball and trying that out, you know. So you get this great opportunity to find outlets for your kids
0: and consider it P.E., and it's covered by the school. And swim lessons, so that would be considered. Mm -hmm. But the vendor has to sign up with the school They, they need to be fingerprinted. They have to abide by accounting principles that this that the government approves of. Right. So they have certain parameters. So not every vendor will get approved. No, and they have because, to be fingerprinted
1: and yeah. live scanned. Mm-hmm. So if they're going to work with your kids, that's a requirement as yeah, well. And not every vendor wants to pay for that. Nope. So. so, yeah, they will only pay for certain—well— that's not true. Classical, for instance, will reimburse you for any place you go. They don't have to be approved vendors. Oh so wow! Different charter schools have different rules. Yeah. But ours yeah. are required to have them be vetted yeah, vendors. First. They have to apply and be approved. Um, and then they pay for services that are online out school, for mm-hmm. instance. So you can sign up for
0: courses online and take that um, as electives. Um, they even have like um this like our school provides computer offerings in that, like, um, what am I trying to say? Subscriptions. So like ABC mouse, they'll pay for a year of ABC mouse or your kindergartner and TK kindergarten, first grader, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, my kids had a typing assistant subscription, so right. they had that for nine months. That's and, fun. And so, so they paid for all that. That was free at that time. Now yeah. I think um, it's not part of the offering. But
1: yeah, now they have only a selected mm-hmm. amount, mm-hmm. and then if you don't want to use those ones, too bad. Yeah. Then yeah. you can go and request these other ones. But that was also really fun. We liked Education.com, is they mm-hmm. had a few online like typing things that Sophia could do, and then at the time that was helpful for my work samples when she. Was in oh, okay. first, second grade when yeah. I wasn't really doing any workbook style stuff. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it would help us find our free worksheet. Yeah. And, you know, because we were members and stuff. Um, and then there's clubs and classes. So outside of the PE and stuff, you could take a chess, you could be a part of a chess club or you could take art lessons. And so there's different kinds of
0: electives and. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and ours did like a perform a uh, homeschool art. So it was right. performing arts, uh, visual art, and. Mm-hmm. Um, Movement. Right. So again, they'll our particular charter school will pay for anything and farm anybody school. who's approved. Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty cool. The things I I I often have fun just going and saying like, you know, um, this area like North County or whatever, and then I scroll through the vendors right just to see what all my options are or totally. horseback riding. Yeah, and, I did the same thing. Yeah, yeah to see because I was looking more for horsemanship. I
1: mm-hmm, think at mm-hmm. the end of the day than horseback riding mm-hmm. and training. So I did a new search for that, and so I have a few places I'm going to call them That's and awesome. Check out. Yeah. Awesome. So that's how we'd use our charter school funds.
0: Yeah.
1: Thanks for listening. We love your support. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave a rating and review to let us know how we're doing, and share our podcast with your friends who need a little community, humility, and joyful fun in homeschooling.